bye-bye national sovereignty and hello United Nations. Ah, modern socialism. It's a hell of a drug. I was looking into some of the IMF stuff that I've been talking about recently. As I was starting to look into that, I kind of went down the United Nations rabbit hole. And you can get very lost in all of that and their sustainable development goals. Now, reading them, it's just mind-blowing. Absolutely mind-blowing how many line up directly with Jacinda Ardern. And then I found an absolutely brilliant piece from uh, the Otago Daily Times. And coming out of, uh, this one's actually from a Christchurch newspaper, a local newspaper. So I'll go into that piece because it is very well, well written. But before all that, of course, hello, how are you? Welcome to Thursday, the something of July. Don't even know the date today. 21st of July, 2022. And welcome to the Arriving Somewhere with Matt J podcast. Commentary, comedy and conversation. Please remember to like, subscribe, share, comment, that sort of thing. Particularly subscribe if you have have not subscribed yet. Over the coming few weeks, I am going to get this podcast out to the major platforms. It's just proved a little bit more tricky than I first thought. Uh, of course, I am doing this all myself. It's a currently a personal production, and that involves researching, reading, recording, editing, the uh, production, and that's why it's taken a lot, a lot longer to get the video aspect going as well, and to get this podcast out into the major platforms. But, as I said, working on those things, it just takes time. When you're a one-man band. Okay, so let's go into some of this modern socialism, this Ardern stuff, this United Nations things, because it's it is pretty shocking. I'll go into the uh, Otago Daily Times article. Uh, but I did want to mention this too, is that, you know, you give progressives, you give leftists, these, these socialists, you give them an inch and they take a million miles. Because New Zealand brought in, for the first time, euthanasia laws about six months ago. And now the headline in the New Zealand Herald is, too tough? New Zealand's euthanasia laws may be too strict. Oh, we're on that slippery, slippery, slippery slope, are we? Cool, 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 cool. It's just another example of what's going to happen. No, no, don't worry. It's just these particular laws. They're very strict. It's just for the very rare occasion that this has to happen or this this is a possibility of happening uh, because of suffering. And then, it's. I mean, it's only been six months. And then the push begins. They move, they move the goals again. No, well, actually, we found some problems, so we need to open it up more for interpretation. Uh, so we're going we're gonna to loosen those rules. Yeah, that's exactly what happened with abortion in this country. But I won't go into that today. Probably a topic for another day when it's in the news again, because it's going to be in the news again. Now, some of you might not know, overseas listeners, that currently in New Zealand, look, there, there is a mass collectivization or central mass centralization is probably a better term of basically everything including water now there's a thing called the three waters reform and the three waters services basically refers to three waters as drinking water waste water and storm water and the government basically is going to take that away from the 
directly from the 60 odd local councils of New Zealand and put them put it under four big entities so there's a big argument and debate about that currently happening and um and uh, so there's 67 councils in New Zealand one council left the local government New Zealand uh group they've completely disassociated themselves from it because their local constituents didn't want anything to do with them anymore they're basically directly in cahoots with the uh, Department of Internal Affairs basically local uh, government New Zealand group supposed to be representing the councils is basically directly aligned with the part the government Department of Internal Affairs and so one council left and we've got a splinter group opposed to three waters of 31 councils so you basically got a split a 50 50 split now between councils all over the country and fair enough too you can see why why would you be giving away your what there's certain areas of the country that do have pretty bad water problems i'm sure those areas would be quite happy to have four major entities because then they could get funding in other other regions and other councils to be funding their improvements and on top of that, part of Three Waters is giving co-governance to Māori or iwi. Why is that needed? So that's a big thing happening in the country right now, and there's signs up everywhere saying stop Three Waters. And uh, anyway, Ardern was talking to the local government conference over the weekend and said uh, she she basically she sympathises, but uh, it has to be done. Why? Why like this? And then you move over to things like oh, the United Nations Sustainable Goals. Goal six, ensure access to water and sanitation for all. Oh, okay. So it's just another sustainable goal. So it has to be done. Why? Because you signed on to this? Because you signed on to the, to the United Nations and the, their sustainable development goals? Is that why? And so we've given up our national sovereignty to a world organization that none of us elected and most of us, if, and most people don't even really know what's going on, and if they knew, would prob- probably be horrified, or should be horrified, because their goal six, clean water and sanitation, and that, of course they pretty this all up, they make it look fantastic, and why wouldn't you, why would you be against this? Uh, and it says their goal, so while substantial progress has been made in increasing access to clean drinking water and sanitation, billions of people, mostly in rural areas, still lack these basic services. And then of course they use the pandemic as an excuse in fact all their goals now have the uh, pandemic response what's happened during and what how they can combat and, and do it with um the impacts of the pandemic on whatever this particular goal is i mean and this is basically they've also got a thing down there again this is the united nations rabbit hole but water action decade 2018 to 2028 so 40 percent shortfall in fresh water resources by 2030 coupled with a rising world population has the world careening towards a global water crisis so we'll centralise it because you idiots, you locals, you don't know how to run your own water. And then goal, so part of this goal, 6.1 by 2030, again, this is the, so this is the UN Agenda 2030 that you often hear people talk, talk about. By 2030, achieve universal and equitable access to safe and affordable drinking water for all. And it goes on from there, but you get the point. Equity, again, the term equity coming back up, which as we know means Basically, they're talking about equal outcome and they're talking about giving the exact resources to particular groups that they deem are the most oppressed or downtrodden. Now, I wanted to go into this article because this is 
this really explains a lot of the United Nations stuff from a New Zealand perspective really, really well. From the 16th of November, 2020, out of the Star News out of for Canterbury, but I think it was originally an Otago Daily Times article, or it's part of the Otago Daily Times network anyway. So it's out of the Star News in Canterbury. Uh, last year, so in 2019, Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern was the guest speaker at a private gathering. Always a red flag when you're sitting Prime Ministers at a private gathering, such as this, because that private gathering was in New York and it was hosted by Bill and Melinda Gates. She told the audience that under her administration, New Zealand had taken a lead and embedded the United Nations Agenda 2030 into our legal and regulatory framework. Quote, my government is doing something not many other countries have tried. We have incorporated the principles of the 2030 agenda into our domestic policy making in a way that we hope will drive system level actions. I believe that the change in approach that we have adopted in New Zealand is needed at a global scale. This event was arranged by Goalkeepers, an organisation set up by the Gates Foundation in 2017 to accelerate progress towards the 17 Sustainable Development Goals of the United Nations Agenda 2030. What are those goals? What are the United Nations goals and Agenda 2030? I'll go through them. You've heard Goal 6, but Goal 1, I won't go into all the details here. This is, again, something that can be talked about further in, in upcoming episodes. But Goal 1, End Poverty in All Its Forms. Right. Uh, Goal two, end hunger and promote sustainable agriculture. Goal three, ensure healthy lives and promote well-being for all ages. Goal four, ensure inclusive and equitable quality education. Um, Just a comment on these first four goals. Isn't it? It's incredible. Ensure healthy lives and promote well-being. Inclusive and equitable education. How the hell do you know what's best for for me and for other people? This is the point. We are but nodes. We are but little digits on a spreadsheet. And that's and they're going to manipulate statistics, change how they're recording data or how they're viewing the data or what data they're gathering to fit whatever narrative or whatever goal they're going to push here. Because as an individual, how does the United Nations know what is healthy for me? Anyway, continuing on. Goal 5. Achieve gender equality and empower all women and girls. And this is probably why we're seeing a lot of men identify as women now, because why not? You're going to be part of a more privileged class. Uh, Goal 6. Ensure sustainable management of water and sanitation, as you've heard. Goal 7. Ensure access to sustainable energy. Goal 8. Promote sustainable economic growth and decent work for all. Yeah. What does that mean? Decent work for all. We're all going to be on the farms or something? What's that? How's how's that going to work out? So ambiguous. Again, I'll go into the details on some of these goals in future episodes. Goal 9. Promote inclusive and sustainable industrialization. Goal 10. Reduce inequality within and among countries. Goal 11. Make cities and human settlements sustainable. Goal 12. Ensure sustainable consumption and production patterns. Yeah. Yeah. Can we just call this the communist agenda 2030? This is insane. 
Uh, Goal 13, take urgent action to combat climate change. Goal 14, sustainably use the oceans. You can see how a lot of these goals intersect with each other. Uh, Goal 14, oh sorry, goal 15, promote sustainable use of terrestrial ecosystems and halt biodiversity loss. Goal 16, promote inclusive societies and institutions for sustainable development. Goal 17, strengthen the global partnerships for sustainable development. Essentially, bring all the countries in, bring them all together, bring them on board, and we can move forward as one communist world. So that is the sustainable uh, goals from the United Nations, their sustainable development goals from the United Nations, part of uh, the UN's uh, 2030 agenda. Anyway, the article continues. In her glowing introduction of Jacinda Ardern, Melinda Gates told the audience that our Prime Minister, quote, has released has released an international human rights plan in which New Zealand promises to take the lead on, among other things, gender equality and women and girls empowerment. She described our PM as, quote, a true international leader who understands that the future of the world depends on eliminating inequality. Uh, anyway, it goes. the article continues, It's a shame Jacinda Ardern was not so upfront with New Zealanders when she decided to take the country down this experimental Agenda 2030 path. Most Kiwis would be completely unaware that not only have we adopted United Nations doctrine, but we are also apparently leading the world in gender equality and women and girls empowerment. While the Ardern government has not hidden the fact that, is commi- that it is committed to implementing the UN's Sustainable Development Goals, they most certainly have not been open and transparent about the agenda that underpins those goals, nor the policy implications of eliminating inequality. Now, agenda 2030 featured in the 2017 Confidence and Supply Agreement between the Labour Party and the Greens. Now, they're in government together. Although not by name, instead the parties made a commitment to the 17 Sustainable Development Goals that underpin the agenda. Uh, and that is the path the Labour-led government has taken the country over the last three years. And this is again an article from two years ago. It has continued and has ramped right up. While this has led to Ardern becoming the poster child for Agenda 2030, the UN's blueprint for modern socialism, New Zealanders have remained largely unaware that we are being used as a guinea pig in an international socialist experiment. It's pretty chilling to read. There's not going to be a lot of comedy in this episode (laughs) because it is when you start to really get into it and look into it and see what is going on, and see that we have just decided to throw away our national sovereignty just because of uh, basically sheer ignorance and laziness because most people aren't interested in politics until the media riles them up into it or until there's a big decision to be made and they say abortion for example or uh, euthanasia or marijuana legislation whatever it is then they roll them up and then they frame the left-wing parties or in this case the socialist parties as the good guys and they frame their arguments as the only right thing to do. And it's just, we've, we've given our power away to these, these tyrants. And it's not, it's not just national stuff here. This is, you think it's bad enough having a socialist in charge, but then signs on to a global movement, which is basically global socialism or communism, 
in disguise. It's, it is what it is. And the United Nations can pretty it up all they want on their website with their 17 goals with little images and one, two, three, you can click on them and read. Oh, it's, am- it's amazing what they're trying to do. They really want to help all of us. They just want the best for you. And look, no doubt, some of these socialist idiots have a utopian dream and are basically utopianists that think they can bring about utopia and they can't. And they're trying to control and micromanage every detail of our lives. Totalitarianism. Uh, Back to the article. I won't go through the whole article. I will leave a link and it is well worth your time to read. Um, But back to the article, it says... In a speech to the International Conference on Sustainable Development in New York in 2018, the Prime Minister signalled her intention to lead the world by fully incorporating Agenda 2030 into domestic affairs. Quote, we have decided to try something no other country has done before and embed indicators like the Sustainable Development Goals into everything we do. She said her government, that's important to actually back up and highlight embed indicators like those goals into everything we do and that is exactly what we're seeing Uh, she said her government would no longer rely on traditional measures of progress such as economic growth but would instead introduce new experimental indicators quote we are establishing brand new measures of national achievement that go beyond growth we have created a tool called the living standards framework It puts the notion of sustainable intergenerational well-being at the centre of the different decision-making processes we have. Policy advice, government expenditure and long-term management of our assets. And just just to add in here that long-term management of our assets, you'll remember that uh, New Zealand's only oil refinery, the pipes were filled with concrete uh, and the government refused to say it was a strategic national asset and I'd have, I'd imagine, so basically it was, as Winston Peters said, it was economic treason on the, on, in regards to what the, the company did that was leaving, but they were, if you look into all the policies such as trying to get um, biofuel happening here and no drilling and no exploration and the constant taxes on oil and, and them trying to basically get off fossil fuels as fast as possible and all these other green initiatives, quote unquote green um, these companies are being pushed out of this country. So the only oil refinery was that happened. They could have allocated it as a national asset, paid for it off that company, I assume. The company instead filled the pipes with concrete. The government said it's not important. Don't worry about it. We're going to a full import model. And then if you go to, I'd imagine this is what affordable and clean energy. It's probably got something to do with that. It's not a, don't worry about it. It's not a national asset. We don't need it. So goal seven. The world is making progress towards Goal 7 with encouraging signs that energy is becoming more sustainable and widely available. Oh, okay, explain the blackouts. Explain the cost. Just craziness. I'm not going to go into that goal, but you think that's got something to do with the fact that they just let the oil refinery be destroyed? I'd speculate, yeah. Anyway, the article goes on. Our statistics department, as you remember, they're doing the living standards framework. Our statistics department is working on an ambitious project called Indicators Aotearoha New Zealand. As you remember, the Aotearoha is actually, or Aotearoa, is New Zealand's Māori name. Although that's questionable too, but for some reason this government has decided that Māori, 
the name of this country must be changed or is being implemented absolutely everywhere and that is a big sign of a left-wing progressive media outlet is when they use Aotearoa as the replacement name for New Zealand Uh, and possibly got something to do with the UN Agenda 2032. I haven't looked directly into that but there is the First Nation or Indigenous rights that the United Nations talks about as well. Something else to go into. But I digress. Um, The statistics is an ambitious project called Indicators Aotearoa New Zealand that aims to create a comprehensive set of indicators across the different dimensions of the current and future well-being of New Zealanders, economic, cultural, social and environmental. These new tools, quote, she says, these new tools will help us deliver and monitor the delivery of goals like the Sustainable Development Goals. And then our first test of all of this will be what when we deliver it next year, when we we will be uh, delivering our budget called the Wellbeing Budget, and it will unashamed, unashamedly look to invest in generational change. Oh, it's just fancy it up and and use all these pretty words and positive words all you want, but that is terrifying. Anyway, skipping down to the end of the article, um, it says, In light of the present-day scarcity of balanced views, it is indeed ironic that while our access to information has never been easier than it is now, access to the truth has never been harder. Let's make no mistake that behind the smiles sits the most radical socialist government in our history, with the Prime Minister intent on embedding the objectives of the world's most socialist organisations into our policy and legislative framework. And, of course... Jacinda Ardern being the former leader of the Young Socialists uh, Union, or youth, when she was 27. She wasn't actually that young. Uh, To fight, the article says, to fight back, we have to start calling out socialism for what it is. But to call it out, we first have to lift the veil and expose what is happening completely and utterly agree why do I always talk about it and certain friends and family get pissed off with me well every oh, it's just all socialism to you isn't it yeah it is what do you think's happening what do you think's happening it's going to affect all of us and it'll be too late and when it does happen well we're seeing the results of it in this country now with inflation and rising crime and collectivizing every basically every major part of the country so you've got to keep talking about it and expose it and call out for what it is completely agree Uh, next we have to decide whether we want to become a socialist society that takes from those who achieve to give to those who don't or whether our ambition is for New Zealand to be an opportunity society where everyone has the chance to better themselves and their families in other words should New Zealand go down the path to socialism based on the United Nations agenda 2030 or should we respect people's individualism and freedom and ensure they are given the opportunity to get ahead. If it is the latter, then we collectively have a lot of standing up and speaking out to do before the next election. So there you go. It's I'll leave the link to that article in the show notes. I hate it when shows say that and they never leave the link for you. It's incredibly frustrating. But that link will be in the show notes. Uh, and I highly recommend reading, reading it all. Very... Very well written and quite heartening to read that from somebody in New Zealand. It's really great. I mean, these are small local outlets, obviously, 
and that you're not going to be reading this in our major papers and news sites. So, well done, Star News. Great article. Okay, I won't talk your ear off anymore for today. Uh, It is the last day of the podcast for the week, and I will be back on Monday again. As I said earlier in the show, I do want to get this all out into the proper networks, the big networks, and get some video going, get back into some of the video production that I was doing previously. If you want to check out some of those, you can go to Rumble and look up Arriving Somewhere with Matt J. I I think it's Arriving Somewhere with Matt J, or it might just be Arriving Somewhere. Uh, That is on Rumble, because stuff YouTube, quite frankly. Uh, And I'm trying not to put my stuff up on YouTube, but you never know, some things may appear, and then I'll get some strikes and get pulled out. We know what happens. Um, So all of that still in the works and and I want to pretty up the podcast and get some little jingles going and you know do you know what I mean some intro music some outro music some introductions to sections uh and just develop it over time but uh it is it is me alone doing this so that does take a lot of time and effort on top of general life quite frankly (laughs) But we're getting there. Moving along. I mean, this is episode 26. So it's still young, still developing, still growing into something spectacular. And for those that have been along for the ride from day one, well, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure talking to you. And I will talk to you again on Monday because I'm starting to ramble. (laughs) Hope you have a great weekend. Again, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of stuff that happens over the weekend and we'll discuss all that on Monday. This has been the Arriving Somewhere with Matt J podcast.